Hello, everyone, and welcome to the RC Plane Lab podcast. I'm Ron. I'm Tom. We are back. Back from Toledo. From Toledo. So the original plan was to record in the in the hotel in Toledo. Yeah, but um, you were still not 100%. Well, not only that. Voice-wise, I mean. Yeah, not only that, though, but I didn't like the acoustics. There, I mean, yeah. like, I could not believe how echoey that hotel room was. Yeah, it was. So we're back. So we're back. Let's talk about Toledo. Yeah, let's talk about Toledo. <laughs> So I first, had a blast. I, I did mean, too. I really did. So first off, <laughs> Reggie did not make it. Yeah, Reggie wasn't able to make it. So, so I did. I did not have my semi to take anything back. <laughs> um, but we did fine. Like everything, I'm very proud of ourselves. Everything we bought fit in the back of your car. It did barely. Yeah, I could not see out the back window. <laughs> Uh, and with, for the trip home, but and yeah, the, the final fit. airplane had to be loaded from the front <laughs> of the car because we couldn't fit it in the back. Yeah, um, but well, that's okay though. It made it. Oh, it did I mean? And no I, damage. No, How about that. No, no, no. Everything was packed beautifully, and it just. I mean, it, we like we I was packed happy. it in incrementally, like throughout the show. <laughs> we we'd go out and throw stuff in there, and then have to go back out and kind of rearrange so we could throw more stuff in there. But yeah, yeah and, I and think we halfway through job. the first day, we gave up and just started throwing stuff in the front <laughs> seats too. So we didn't have to do it every time we made a trip out. Right. Um, but yeah, so let's talk about the show as yes. a whole. Right. So Reggie, Reggie wasn't able to come. We did oh. run into Brian. Oh, uh, I forgot from, about that. Yeah. From Dynamic Ball. So, so we saw him the cool. first day. Yep. Um, and then Dave and his brother made it up. Yep. So we had a nice little group of us that were able to, to yeah. go around and stuff. I, yep. I enjoyed that. Yeah. And we had a really cool dinner with uh, with Dave and his brother. Mm-hmm. So that was nice. Yeah. It was pretty cool. Yep. But the show so, now. The show. So we've well, never. The swap meet. I was going to say, we've never been to. <laughs> uh, okay. We've never been to the Toledo show, swap meet, whatever before. Right. So I didn't have anything to compare it to. Yeah. I didn't either. Well, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, I was happy. Yeah. Like, I was ecstatic with right. the way things turned out. I thought it was a very good show. There was something there for everybody. Um, there were a lot of people, though, that weren't happy about comparing it to previous years. Yeah. And so I wanted to talk a little bit about that. So I overheard a few of the... of the Long-timers? Yeah. I'll say long-timers <laughs> instead of the other timers. Um and they kept comparing it to the the expo that it used to be, <clears throat> you know, the Toledo Model Expo or whatever it was called. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, if you go to this show with that sort of mindset, you're you're kind of setting yourself up for some disappointment. Yeah, honestly. Yeah. Um, but it's, let let's be honest, it's not an expo anymore, right? It's a swap meet that also happens to have some vendors there, and that was the mindset I went. With, mm-hmm. And I was yeah. not disappointed. Well, and that's kind of what it was billed as, too. I mean, it wasn't billed as a big expo. It was no, billed as a swap no, meet with some exactly. vendors. Exactly. Yep. Um, so they, they did a good or a good job of setting the expectations for what it was going to be. I feel like they did, yeah. But yeah. having nothing to compare it to in the in right. the history well, of what it was, I think, made it better for us. Yeah. So so I do have a little bit of a like I can compare it to the to the old um Richta or the Urcha or whatever you want to call it, the Chicago Model and Hobby Expo. Mm-hmm. Back in the day, yeah, that was a huge, huge show, and that's what it was. It was a show and an expo for manufacturers and distributors to show off their wares. Mm-hmm. So I have that to compare it to, but I didn't. So I know what that show is, <laughs> yeah, and I know was. what a swap meet is. So I didn't like, even though I have that um, that experience with a with an expo. 
I didn't have that as my, you know, on my list of expectations, you know, that I needed to meet or not meet when I went to the Toledo swap meet, mm-hmm. right? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I wasn't disappointed. Like, actually, I thought it was a really good swap meet. Oh, I, I thought I it, a blast. it was good, too. There was a <laughs> lot of airplanes there. Um, I would say, okay, so there was two big rooms. Huge that were rooms. That were set up for... Well, technically, there were three because well, the I, very, very back one... I'm sorry, go ahead. No, that's okay. I was just going to say there were two big rooms that were set up as uh, with tables. Right. And then the back big room was set up as an indoor fun fly. Right. So you could take whatever you wanted back there and fly. Mm-hmm. Um, of those two big rooms, I would say probably a quarter of the first room, so an eighth or so of the whole entire thing was vendors. Would you agree, give or take size-wise? I, yeah, I mean, more or less. There was, like, I, I didn't count the number of tables. Like, I, I should have probably to compare that to, yeah, you know, I didn't to how, they, how they advertised it. But, yeah, I would say that first third of the venue, let's say, mm-hmm. was probably half, I would say, full of, of vendors. Because there was quite a few vendors there. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, there were, yeah. And resellers, I should say. Yeah. Um, but I would I would say that that first third was about half full instead of a quarter <laughs> full. Third. Okay. Do you know what I'm saying? A little bit more than an, yeah. Because because when you walk sure. in the show, the first the first third of the venue was the vendors, <laughs> and then the second third of the venue was nothing but swap meet, and then that third third was the flying venue. Oh, I wasn't even talking about square footage of the, the flying venue. I was just talking about in those two rooms. Oh, oh about a quarter yes. of the first yes. room. Absolutely been, agree. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, like, did you have a favorite table? Did you have a favorite person that was there selling stuff? No. I mean, there was... I, really? I would say I had a few favorites. Okay. Like, I liked the uh, the the guy that had uh, had bought out a hobby yes, shop. And that, had all of the hardware and mm-hmm. all that stuff just dumped into tables. I loved that. Spending literally hours going through yeah. these tables multiple times yeah <laughs> i mean we went for on both the, days yeah. and bought stuff from him for so. all the treasures and what i liked about it so there are old hobby shop prices and new hobby shop prices what he had bought it seemed like was an old hobby shop that went out of business yep. um well, that's exactly what he bought. That's what he told us. Well, but I mean, an old one, like not like a, oh, I got you. one that yeah. had a whole bunch of, of current stock. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he was into cars, so he had no interest in keeping any of the RC airplane stuff. Yep. So these were literally, I would say, probably eight tables, if not more, the way it was all the way around. The way it was set up was at least eight tables, yeah. Just with stuff in the tables. Like they were, so the tables were built up with uh, two by fours. Like, yeah, exactly. I mean, it was it was a two and by four frame sitting on top of the table. Full. Each one of those tables was full, and there were boxes <laughs> underneath the tables. I didn't full. make it through all the boxes. I probably should have. I hit most of them. Did you? <laughs> yeah. Like I just I got to the point where I was just out of time. I mean, like yeah. we 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 had other things that we right. had to do. But the thing that was nice about him, so it had the old prices listed on it, and he was selling everything for half price. Half so off, I feel yeah. as though we got a really good deal on a oh, bunch absolutely. of stuff. Absolutely, absolutely. I think my best deal, though, that I got from him is that's where I got my uh, uh, sanding block. Oh, yeah. Brand that's new. Right. Brand new, still in the package, Great plain sanding block, the mm-hmm. aluminum extrusion yep. that you can't find anywhere anymore. The contoured anymore. one now we're talking about, the one that- The contoured handle, yeah. Not just yeah, the T-bar, but, but this is their contoured, yeah, the really, really nice ones that 
Yeah. Yeah, but the the flat bottom. It right. wasn't a contoured sanding area. It was flat. Right. But anyway, $3.50. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I almost felt bad. Well. He knew what he had. I he, mean, like, he, the, yeah. he, he knew everything that was in there. But right. he did, I mean, like I said, he, he was a very nice guy. Oh, absolutely. We, had, we got a good rapport with him by the time we went back and forth. Yep. Uh, like four times and made yep. four different purchases from him. Yeah, and I, I feel like, like in addition to the sanding bar, I feel like the best deal I got, he had a um, a Robart um, air kit for new, uh, retractable, pneumatic retractable uh, landing gear. Oh, He had yeah. an air control kit that, that Robart sold back in the day. I think it was like $79.99, something like that. <laughs> and it had been marked down to $29.99, I believe. So I got it for 15 bucks. Wow. And you know me, I'm old school. I still use you know pneumatic retractable gear, so that'll get put to use for sure. So yeah. I, I feel like... Of all the stuff that he had, that was probably the best deal I got. But I mean, they were all good deals. Yeah, you know, well, we got the the uh, uh, fiberglass. He had packages oh, of fiberglass. I forgot about that cover too. All he had. Yeah. I mean, these are very expensive items that we got. I feel like a really good deal on. Yeah. And so, see, I wanted to try that, too, because I've never done anything with coverall. Right. I think that would be fun to try. It is. Well, that's so, on what's on my. That's what's on my camel. Half on my camel, I guess I should say. Well, Sopwith camel. <laughs> I've, but but having not done it, that's a perfect price to get into it. Because Absolutely. I don't care if I mess something up. That's exactly right. It'll be a good learning experience. Yeah. Um, and then he had like, that's also where we bought a couple kits. We bought the Sig Wonder from him. Each of, of us. Yep, each yes, of us, each yep. of us got our own Sig Wonder we're going to be putting together sometime. Yep. Um, and then he also sold new in package. I guess he's a, uh, a hardware guy. So he had a bunch of hardware out there. You want to plug him? What yeah, was his? yeah. So uh, his name is Mike uh, Kirby, and I'm assuming Amberly, that's probably his wife. Uh, they run K&K Hardware, uh, Team K&K Hardware. Uh, it's actually uh, Team K&K Hardware.com. Uh, give him a <laughs> shout. I mean, they, he, he does cars mostly, Yeah. Uh, but like you said, he's got, he he's got a really, really good hardware, uh, a selection of hardware too, so we use hardware on airplanes. So what I liked about him, him your business. was just he was a very nice guy. Oh yeah, he Super was awesome nice to guy. talk to, and yeah. he got... and he actually had a sense of humor, which is really cool. <laughs> like, we were, like we he, were family he by the end. Yeah, yeah, but he wouldn't he wouldn't get all kind of mad if you said, "Hey, would you take this for it?" Yeah, you know, he always seemed like he always had a really great yeah response ready. So, hey, my kids are going to college <laughs> or whatever. I mean, it was always um, so yeah. Yeah. No, good guy though. I enjoyed. So, that. Mike, if you're listening, thanks for all the all the great deals. Hopefully, we'll we'll see you again next year. If yeah. we go again next year. If I, I'm hoping we do. But I was gonna say. I that. mean, it's definitely. I mean, it was a great show, and I would definitely be interested in going again because I had a great time. We we will have to fill a car again next year. So <laughs> well, start we'll saving to, now. <laughs> we'll have to get rid of some stuff. I think. I think I bought enough stuff for the next. Well, I'm not gonna. I don't think you did. I think you're going to get through that pretty quick. You think and so? I do. Well, we'll talk about. We'll talk about what we got, got but I, I don't think you got as much as you think you got for the long run. What did uh, What did you think of the attendance? Curious. Um, once again, having heard from people that have been there before and how it used to take you an hour to get down one aisle because yeah. it was just back Packed. to back and running into right. people, I didn't have that that at all. I mean, I thought it was. Uh, there was plenty of room to walk around. Yeah. Like, I did not feel claustrophobic. I did not feel like there was too many people around me at any time. Right. Um, except there there was a little bit of extra people around his tables when yeah. we were going through them. That was kind right. of a, a pain at times. Yeah. Um, but really, so 
did I think I saw well, okay, now I'm trying to remember. So on our tickets, because remember I pointed that out. Yeah, we had the ticket on, number on, on the tickets. On, when we got there on Friday, I think I had like ticket number 42. And Sunday when we got tickets, it was only in the 700 and some, right? 750 something I thought I yeah. saw. So just yeah. over 700 people yeah. or people had attended. Right. So if is, you assume that each ticket was, you know, sold sequentially and each one was numbered, you could sort well, ours of guess. Were, ours were back to back, right? They were. So they were. I would assume they were sequentially done then. So yeah, you could you could kind of probably not not counting, you know, the the vendors and the people who had bought tables. True. Yeah, because uh, they all got tickets. So probably somewhere in the vicinity of seven hundred and something. And that's Maybe. that's paid tickets. So women and children don't count. It's right. just the adult right. males that have to pay to get in. <laughs> yeah. Uh which makes yeah. sense actually. Makes sense to me. And I'm trying to think like I didn't see a lot of well, actually I, I did see a surprising number of women. Yeah. Um but I didn't see a lot of kids, honestly. There was a few, but not yeah, it as wasn't many overwhelming. as I maybe would yeah. have expected. But, um, of course, there were lots of men in my demographic, you know, older <laughs> And older, older guys, than that but, even, yeah. And old, right. But, uh, so, yeah, the attendance, uh, you know, there were times, especially on Friday. Friday was definitely, I would say, busier than Saturday. Yeah, which surprised me. Yeah, me too. Like, um, I was I was hoping more people were going to be showing up Saturday. Right. Which is why we... You know, we went both days. Right. And I was planning on spending more time there Saturday because I was thinking there was going to be more people, more planes, more more yeah. things going on where they right. couldn't get off on a Friday or exactly. something like that. And there wasn't. There, so, was, there was a couple of new um, tables. Yeah. Um, not but, many. Uh, but not nearly as many as I was hoping for. Mm -hmm. So the turnout on Saturday didn't seem to be as... as uh, um, robust as Friday. I agree. Um, but there were times on Friday, and not just around um, Mike's booth, but uh, at at some of the tables, the swap tables, it did get c congested in a few areas mm -hmm. on on Friday. Excuse me. Um, but yeah, Saturday I had I had no problems walking wherever yeah, I needed to go. And we we didn't to stay be fair, very long. Exactly. Saturday we didn't stay for the for the auction. So you know maybe. Hopefully the the attendance picked up for the auction. Yeah, we yeah. ended up. Gosh, what we left by ten, didn't we? Were we out of there by about ten? It 10? was. It was. Yeah, yeah. Because I think we were on the road before eleven. Yeah. Local time. So yeah. Um, yes, yeah, so that makes. So sense, we left kind of kind of early, um, but honestly, I we felt, didn't have any more room for stuff. No, anyway. I was gonna say I felt <laughs> like we had loaded up enough stuff and. There wasn't anything else that I I felt like I I wanted to bring home and didn't, um, so you know that's just my thoughts. Right. Yeah, and I feel the same way. I don't feel like I don't feel like staying longer on Saturday would have yielded anything more that I that I didn't already buy. Well, plus I was <laughs> broke by then. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, I made sure I, I spent my last dollar. You did as we were leaving. You did. You actually did better than I did. I came home with a little bit of money, um, not a lot, but I did not spend every dollar I took. You, however, I did. You well, you uh, you went to the ATM the second day before well, so, we left. So yeah, I had I had a plan, <laughs> right? I went with a a certain amount of cash ready to go and like in my pocket. And then um, Lori and I had talked beforehand before I left, and we agreed that I had a certain cushion available should I need it. And I dipped into that cushion a little bit, but not a lot. 
But the the cash that yeah, I had zero dollars and zero cents in my pockets when we left, which is how I wanted to leave. I mean, that's perfect. Yeah. I mean, that was <laughs> right at the end. Yeah. So so um what what did you buy? This is the fun part. Like this is this is why you go to these things for the treasures you don't know you're gonna find. Well, there's that, yeah. And let just let me preface like in no way am I bragging. Like, I don't want it to come across as, oh, I got this, I got this. It's no. just stuff that was interesting to me, so I bought it, right? Yeah, and okay. I, I don't want to, yeah, I never thought about coming off that way. That is not this at all. Uh, so, yeah, I bought a little blue plane. Um, I'm not exactly sure what it is. It looks very similar to a Great Plains fun one to me, um, but it's much older. Uh, and the reason I bought it was because it has a Webra. You know, I'm into engines. It has a Webra Speed 50 on it, which looked like it was really, like, cherry, like, really good condition. Mm-hmm. And I could not beat the price. I got it for $45. <laughs> Ready to fly. It's a it's, it's a good-looking airplane. Uh, has that engine on it. And, of course, the servos, you know, are old and stuff. I'll probably be pulling those out. But, I mean... Some some fresh servos and a receiver and a you know fresh battery and I've got a plane ready to fly with an awesome engine on it. And that is a really really cool looking airplane. It is like yeah, I, it's one of those that's so ugly. It's cool. It's not ugly. You have to admit it's not like the prettiest of airplanes. Well, no, but I mean it's so ugly. It's cool. It's yeah okay. It's so different. Maybe different is better. Yeah, it, like, it is different, and that's what attracted us both to it, like because it yeah. caught both our attention. I think about the same time, mm-hmm. and then uh, you saw the nitro motor, and you were immediately turned off. I was, um, but then you know, of course, that turned me on. Um, but yeah, it is. It's different, but like I said, it looks like an old Great Plains fun one. But this is a much older design, almost like maybe a Blue Max two or. Uh, I, I don't but know it wasn't it that either. I no. mean, we we looked that up, yeah. so I don't so, I don't know what it was at all. I'll do some digging one of these days and find it. But. It was it was one of those things to where, like, I thought maybe we were going to do another. Like, I was excited at first to do another switch. Like, you know, you buy the motor and I buy oh. the airframe <laughs> off of you. Yeah. But the more I got thinking about it, and I'm I'm glad you kind of pushed me away from that, or we decided against that because as fun as that would be. That's just more of a pain to try and convert another convert. one that I don't need. Right. So I will be very excited to see that fly yeah. under the power that was on it when you got it. Oh, yeah. I've, and see I've decided. I've, I've got, I do actually have the motor pulled off of it already. Um, just kind of going through <laughs> it and, and cleaning it, uh, just making sure everything, you know, the bearings are good and all that. And it has great compression. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to put it right back on with the exhaust. It had a tuned pipe on it, which really got me jazzed I up. know, right? I mean, um, yeah. That was so, a good deal. Yeah, I think so. So yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna fly that airplane with that engine. You know, I'll update the electronics and hopefully fly that one soon. That's on my on my list of stuff to fly this summer because it's a flyable airplane, right? Oh, absolutely. I mean, you'll probably need a new battery for it. Yeah, yeah. Just I'll to be safe, I'll definitely be ordering some of those off of Amazon. <laughs> some of those. Some, because well, I mean, I've more got more than one. More than yeah. Okay. Um, so surprisingly, that's the only airplane I bought that was like already built mm-hmm. like everything all the other five airplanes that i bought are still <laughs> uh in boxes which i you know that's fine i like that sort of thing so first one is uh got this one from mike uh got a great deal on it a balsa usa uh phaeton or phaeton 90 biplane kit you and your biplanes i love biplanes i know and this kit is mint like still sealed in the box from balsa usa yeah, I mean, original tape, so yeah, it has not so been opened I'm, to even I'm be I'm super at. excited about that. I, I may, you know, that may have to get um, 
Oh, come bumped on. Bumped up on the, on the... Maybe next year. Right, Like, exactly. maybe next winter, I mean. Right, exactly. After one of the airplanes, one of the other airplanes that you already mentioned that we bought, um, the Sig Wonder. We each got a Sig Wonder kit, mm-hmm. uh, also from Mike at uh, K&K <laughs> Hardware. Um, but uh, these, we've decided we're going to sort of maybe hopefully do another build together thing, kind of like what we did with the Duelists, mm-hmm. uh, and then combat these things. I think that would be fun. I'm going to go Nitro, obviously, and you'll probably go Electric. Uh, obviously go electric. And, uh, yeah, and we're going to try to crash into each other with these things. So I think the neat thing about this is, so the stuff we got here at the swap meet is not what I normally would get. I mean, <laughs> right. like I, I kind of took myself out of the comfort zone of our normal type of airplanes. And I think that is Boy, what's exciting. Howdy, did you? I so. can't wait to get into your list. <laughs> yeah. What you just said. Sure. Enough. Absolutely. Yeah. So let me just quickly get through my list no, here so you can. It. That's fine. Take your time. Um, also bought a Seagull uh, Molly Super Rocket. That's uh, going to be awesome. Which is a really, really neat airplane because it's a it's a stole, you know, short mm-hmm. takeoff and landing um, airplane with flaps and all this cool stuff. So that's, I'm, I'm excited about that one too. I think of all the stuff you bought, that is my favorite thing. Yeah. I really do. Yeah. Well, and then in the in the hotel room Friday night, you know, we took it out of the box <laughs> and checked it out. I was like, man, this is really cool. Our hotel, he- who hotel? No, our hotel room was completely like it was awesome. I don't know how many airplanes we well, we have like three or four in there at once, at least. and it was yeah, awesome. Yeah, no place to sit down, which made it which is fun. fine. Yeah. I wasn't complaining. No. And then so uh, one of the other ones is a Phoenix Models uh, Fun Star, which is this kind of a. Fun fly airplane. And this is the one that I bought like on the way out of the show. Spent my last dollar. That's a clear one, right? Yeah. Okay. On this Transparent. One. So uh so I got that. And then uh yeah, the Sig Wonder. And then so one of the ones I was most excited about when I found, in fact, I think this was my first purchase actually when we got there. It was. Uh I happened across one of the tables that had a brand new in the box, uh Great Plains, big stick 40 ARF. Mm-hmm. Their first version of the ARF. So they've done the big stick ARF in three different versions, I believe. First, they did a 40 size, and they called it a pre-built kit, actually. It wasn't actually called an ARF. Um, and then the second version, they did a 40 and a 60 size, and it was an ARF, and it was actually covered in Monaco. So the version I have is their very first, the original Pre-built ARF, kit? Pre-built kit, it, okay. yeah. Um, Came in two color schemes back then. Uh, one was ugly, one, one was, was not ugly. One was traditional red and white with the iron cross, and <laughs> yeah. then the other one was some other abomination. Thankfully, <laughs> this one is the red one, yeah. uh, the, the the traditional. So really excited about that, and we'll, we'll get to why I'm excited about that here in a little bit. Um, and then, yeah, I bought a bunch of uh, hardware from and other various stuff from uh, Mike and about servos from the same guy you bought servos from. You're going to talk about that. And then I got receivers. And surprisingly, being a nitro guy, I only came home with one nitro engine. And you didn't, and that was on an airplane. So it's not yeah, like it was a right. separate purchase exactly. of an engine. Yep. Although that is the reason I bought that airplane. So, mm. I mean, if it had had, you know, just a some other non Non cool yeah, engine, engine yeah. to me, it probably would have. I probably would have bought it anyway. But I was gonna say for that price, <laughs> I probably would have bought it. And then given you said throwaway, <laughs> well, I should have not bought it then. I, well, you know, I'm glad I did. I the the motors don't mean yeah. much to me. But there so. were there were a lot of engines there. Oh, there were a ton. Um, uh, there was there was a lot of gas engines. There was a lot of nitro engines. There was a lot of electric motors. A lot of power systems there. Mm-hmm. But to be honest, um, 
a lot of the nitro engines that were there were either um, out of my price range for the ones that I was really interested in. Yeah. Or they were ones that I already have. So, <laughs> so, so there wasn't, there wasn't a lot of, there was some stuff there that really got me jazzed up. Like uh, there was a guy there that had a, uh, an OS FT 240, uh, which is their four cylinder. Uh, I remember you looking at that one. Yeah. yeah. They had been converted to gas and mm-hmm. ignition, which looked really cool. Um, I was afraid to ask the price, so I didn't. Yeah. Uh, so, but that was really neat. Um, there was a guy there that had a um, a laser uh, V twin. It was a two hundred V twin, brand new in the box. Beautiful, beautiful engine. Uh, but it was out of outside my comfort zone, I should say. Um, but that one, that engine actually did sell because I walked by his table several times, and eventually it was gone. Yeah, there was a little empty spot there where yeah. it was sitting. So. Somebody got themselves a really, really sweet V-twin. Um, what else was there that I was... Oh, there was um, a guy, I think it was the same guy that had the laser, had a Sato 150 Golden Knight converted to, um, I believe, believe it was on ignition, like an, like an old glow motor converted uh, to ignition. So it's not the new FG, well, I guess that'd be the FG30, but mm-hmm. this was actually the 150 glow converted but it was a golden knight which you can't get golden knights anymore so i was a little bit excited about that but again more than i wanted to spend and i think I, by that time i had already <laughs> spent spent enough. a fair amount yeah. so um, but yeah i didn't come home with any engines except for the one that was on that little plane which was surprising to me and to in me. retrospect because i'm such a huge you know fan of those things but what does that say about my collection i guess if i you know if, I <laughs> if didn't you already buy had everything because i was yeah. in, not interested because i already had them so Anyway, that's that's what I came home with. What about you? Well, I I I bought a few things. Um, <laughs> you did <laughs> buy more than a few things. Well, and I'm not going to awesome. go over everything because there's a lot of just uh, little things, hardware and stuff yeah. that you know. It's just it's time to rebuild the stock yes. on things we are out of, and we found a lot of kind of good deals. I think on on that kind of stuff, servo yeah. horns. Um, uh, just, Micro fasteners was there with yeah. the, with the hardware selection, so you bought quite a bit of stuff from there too. Yeah. It's surprising how quickly that stuff adds up, even though it's a oh really good deal, gosh. and they did have really good deals there. But it's surprising, you know, when when you get right down to it, how much that when, that hardware when you look sort at of this, adds up. You know, four pounds of steel that's <laughs> yeah. in your hand, and like, all right, that'll be seventy five bucks, and you're like, oh. <laughs> Ouch. Okay, but that's fine. But it's you know it's enough to it's enough to last you for a good long time, and you won't have oh, to yeah. buy that again. I should be fine for many many moons. Yeah. Um, and so I I actually did come home with a couple motors. I have no clue why. Because they were such a good deal, you couldn't just let that's, them go. That's exactly what it was. Like I have no use for them yet. Maybe one day. Um, but I. I have no plans. I mean, like you said, they might be good for a cub or like quarter scale cub or third scale cub, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, we'll see. And I I would like to do a big cub sometime, so that might be good for that. But anyway, so I got two, and you know more about these than I do. <laughs> They're 41cc Cheetah engines, which, yeah. What what is, I mean, that, what is that? So the Cheetahs were, were uh, from, from what I understand, I've never owned one, right? They're gassers, obviously. I'll make a deal on they're one. Not, they're not nitro. <laughs> um, but they are a, a magneto ignition, uh, two-stroke, obviously, gas engine um, that were assembled from parts 
of various other brands of weed eater engines, right? It's like a Frankenstein. Well, it, they look, to me, they look very quadra-ish to okay. me. So, um, but they, you know, like, so let's take a DA50, for example. You know, DA50s, they're all machined, for the most part, in-house by DA. Like the crankcase, that's that's all DA or somebody contracted by DA to machine it, right? Of their design. Of their own design, exactly. Mm-hmm. So this Cheetah engine is is basically a crankcase that might be a Kiritz, and then it's a piston and connecting rod that might be uh, a Zenoa, and then it's a you know it's a it's a head assembly or the jug that might be Poulan or or whatever. Mm-hmm. It was just a conglomeration of parts that just happened to work really well together. So, you know we. <laughs> was overheard a couple of times. Oh, well this, you know, it may not produce, it's good for, I think I heard somebody say, oh, it's a good for a boat anchor or whatever like that. (laughs) But they actually run pretty good. Now, granted, they don't make the power maybe of a DAA or Mm -hmm. a DLE or whatever, but for what they are, like if you're, especially like if you're going to do like a World War One, which I know you're not into, but these are perfect for that because they're kind of heavy because they have the big magneto Mm -hmm. instead of the electronic ignition to mount on a short coupled biplane or a monoplane or even, you know, some kind of sport plane like maybe a Cub um, that has a short nose moment where you need a lot of weight up front to get it down. These are perfect for that. And they they produce, a you know, enough, a reasonable amount of power. And I think for what you paid for these, uh, yeah, I don't think, uh, I mean, if you didn't buy them, I, sh- I would have. Yeah, I, I don't think I did bad on it. And what I, what I like, so it does have the magneto on it, mm-hmm. which means no extra battery. Exactly. Which means no extra worrying about, did I charge it? I mean, it's just, it seems simple to me. Yeah. Like, I don't have to charge a battery to run my weed eater. Nope. So why would I want to do that? Exactly. For that kind of money. Now, right. I understand, like, if I'm doing a 50cc yak or something like that, that's not what it's for. No. I get it. Yep. And it won't be used on something like that. Exactly. Um, but when it comes to, like I said, maybe a cub, maybe even like a big stick, like a oh, scratch-built big stick or something that. like that. Yeah, it would be absolutely perfect for um, that. That would be fun to do, and we yep. could get a pretty good-sized wingspan yep. out of that, too. Um, and, but, and you have the benefit, one of them has what they call the jump start. Yeah, that little cheater starter. Yeah, so pretty clever little... I had never actually seen one of those before. I've heard about them, but I'd never seen... But it's pretty slick how it works. You just it's a battery holder, you plug some batteries in it, and then it's got a little jack that you'll run to the ignition and it boosts the ignition to make them easy to start, which is yeah. pretty slick. Well, and then once it's running, you pull it off and off you go. I would like to try running those sometime. I think I have the right size propellers. So they yeah, were like 18 cc's or something. are probably gonna be well, the thirty yeah, eighteen to twenty probably. Like I think, a twenty by eight or a twenty by six probably or I think I have some eighteens maybe. Yeah. Well we'll have to try just run them maybe this summer and see what they're like. Yeah. Be fun. See if they're any good. Um, so anyway, I came home with a, a couple of those. More engines than I did. Um, <laughs> that is true. Like I said, lots of lots of re- or, uh, lots of uh, hardware. Now, you pointed out to me, and I okay. So I want I want to tell the story, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, because I might have misread the whole situation. Okay. You came up to me and said, "Hey, there's a guy over here that has some receivers." He has an AR or an AR eight thousand. He's asking forty bucks for forty five. Forty five. Yep. Sorry. Now I thought you were coming up to me to say, "Hey, I know you need receivers. Go look at that." Mm-hmm. Is that 
because you gave me hell after I bought all these. So <laughs> half, half seriously, mm-hmm. I was going to buy the seven channel that he had there for, I think it was 40. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, it was 40 for the seven and then 45 for the AR. And you're right. You, we had even talked about receivers before we went. You said, and I think we both made the comment on one of the other episodes, we're not really too keen on buying used receivers at, you know, at a swap meet. Yeah. But this guy um, had apparently worked for or with or whatever Horizon. So, and he was willing to let me bind them up to my transmitter right there at the show to make sure they work. So that tells me these are probably okay. And at the prices he was asking, I was willing to take the risk. And if they're bad, okay, I send them to Spectrum and get them. But anyway, so my plan was I was going to buy the 7,000 the AR-7000 for me for mm-hmm. 40 bucks or whatever it was. And then, yes, I was getting your attention for the A-channel because I know, you know, you have... And he had a bunch of other ones there, too. Um, what I was not expecting you to do <laughs> was to come over and buy everything he had. <laughs> when Okay, when I when I went up to talk to him, he had a total of 10 out. 10 receivers. And there were 5-channel, 6-channel, 7-channel, and 1 8-channel. There were two AR-7000s, one AR-8000, and then I think two AS3X six channels and regular six channels and then yep. a couple of five channels. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't, like when I'm starting to go through in my mind, it's like, okay, so if I buy each one of these separately, it's going to add up a lot. So I just ask him, what would you take for the whole thing? And his mm-hmm. number was very low. It was extremely low. And I, I don't fault you one <laughs> bit for buying all of them. And I really don't. W- once again, knowing that A... We can check them, and B, I can send them into Horizon and have them look them over and, and figure out if there's anything wrong with yeah. them. Um, so, which we did check them all, and they were all fine. Oh yeah, well, that that was the the first night after we <laughs> In got the them. hotel I mean, room. Yeah, every servo we bought came out of the package and got hooked up to those to check. Yeah, uh, and each one of those got you know binded to your uh, or bound to your receiver and or your transmitter, and they yep. all they all worked yeah. fine. Um, what what I kind of was okay with is, and it could have just been a story, you know, whatever, but he wasn't selling a bunch of them like new in a package right? for a very good price. These were ones that obviously were taking out of a out of an airplane. So I, I didn't I didn't feel like they were counterfeit no, in, not at all. in that regard. Yep. He said that he doesn't fly spectrum and whatever it was, you know, all the stuff that he kind of got or however he came across them, that came out. And his other, I think he was Futaba, maybe. Uh, Futaba or Jetty, I forget which. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Doesn't but matter. he had his own stuff right. that, which makes sense. If I bought a bunch of stuff and it didn't have the right stuff that I liked in it, the right radio gear, I would sure. pull it out and then try and get try a few bucks recoup, out of it. Yeah, try to recoup your um, yep, investment. So I ended up buying ten from him. Mm-hmm. I ended up buying three more Spectrum, just Park Fire receivers for really cheap, um, and then okay. We are going to try, because I've never had one before, the Lemon RX. Yeah. So there was there was a there was a guy there that had uh, what was it looked to me like a like an Uts like cheese ball container, if you're familiar <laughs> with those. And it was full of these little caseless six channel lemon receivers. You know, there's no case on them, right? They're just a board with the pins and, mm-hmm. and antennas I think they were ten dollars a piece. Yeah, and they were new in the package. Yep. So for ten dollars, yeah, I'll take a I'll take a chance on a little foamy or an airplane that I'm not you know really really invested in, and I'll try it. Yeah. And then you go ahead. So I ended up getting 
another one that was $15, and that was a six-channel with a satellite mm-hmm. because it's 15 bucks. so, you know, I will, <laughs> I, will, I, will I'll, I will try it. I mean, yeah. you don't know until you try something. Yep. And then there was another guy there that had, uh, apparently he was a dealer because he had a bunch of the 10-channel Lemon RXs for 30 bucks a piece. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that was a good deal or not, but you know what? I think it's worth trying one on something just to kind of see how it works. Yeah. I'm not going to do it on anything that's, well, you know what? Maybe I should because it's. Well, so here's the thing. So like everybody I have, and I mean everybody, which is not a lot of people, but everybody <laughs> I've talked to about lemon receivers, I have yet to hear anybody say, yeah, don't buy that. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? I do. But when I talk to people about orange receivers, mm-hmm. Occasionally, there's one in there that says, "Yeah, I lost a plane because of that." And you're that one, and I'm one of them. Yeah, but I've I've heard that from other folks. So it seems like it seems like the lemon is is a worthwhile risk. Yeah, I'll just leave it at that. Depending on the plane for right now. Yeah, and I I agree. Um, so that's what I did for receivers. Like mm-hmm. I said, I ended up I think I'm now with 16 new receivers. So I am set. That's one six, everybody. One six. Sixteen new receivers. Sixteen receivers. Um, so but you did need receivers. But. I was I was out. I mean, like, yes, I knew going. Like my plan was to make another trip up to Brian's after this and buy receivers, but I don't have to now because I bought a bunch of receivers, um, because I've got a bunch of airplanes that need them still, including the ones I bought yes. here. Um, Actually, one of the things I found, too, I'm supposed to be getting an Escapade uh, from Reggie, and it was one that had a, a nitro motor on it and everything. I lucked out. For five bucks, mm-hmm. I found a new cowl. So Perfect. if I end up getting it from him, which I don't know why I wouldn't, I haven't yet, which is why I'm saying if, if I get it from him, I have a new cowl to make it into an electric, and Perfect. I don't have to worry about it. Yep. So what did I come home with? And this is where it's kind of fun. As I said before, we got the uh, SIG Wonder Kit we're going to put together. I ended up with a Goldberg Extra 300 that's already been converted to electric. Mm-hmm. Only problem with that is it takes a six-cell battery, and I don't have any yet. Well, I'm going to figure out what I'm doing with that before long. Yeah, and you seem to not be excited about that airplane now, I, unfortunately. I, I think it's beautiful. It is, it's a nice-looking airplane. Uh, when it comes to these sport-type airplanes like that, my heart is, for some reason, yak. The extras just, they don't, I mean, they, they're a good-looking airplane, but they just aren't a great-looking airplane to me. <laughs> I mean, do you know? Yeah. Everybody has the thing they like. I understand. And when two things are next to each other, I'm always going to go for the Yak over something else. Mm-hmm. Like the 50cc Yak you have, if you were going to keep that, well, I should say that I have because I bought it off of you. Right. Uh, but if you were going to keep one 50cc airplane, you kept the Yak and you were selling the s I would not have bought it for the same price. It's just, it doesn't do it for me. I got They're nice-looking airplanes. I, I like S-Box yeah. more than extras, but I still think the Yak is the oh, best-looking of all of them. I completely understand. Anyway, so I got that, and then I got a Thunder Tiger Cloud Dancer, which has already been converted to electric also. It's just like yours, but bigger. Now, this is the Thunder Tiger Cloud Dancer that was an ARV. Yeah. Based on the original Ace Cloud Dancer design. Yeah, so yeah. Thunder Tiger made both 60-size and 40-size ARVs, mm-hmm. and this is the 40-size version. Which is perfect, because they said they flew it on a three-cell LiPo, which, perfect. guess what? I already okay. have plenty of them. Um, and that's that's 
going to be a fun airplane. I have mm-hmm. not flown that yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also came home with, I don't like saying the name on this one. It just sounds <laughs> so weird. But it um, is such a cool airplane. <laughs> so Flightwork is uh, the, the manufacturer of it, and it's called the Shiny. And it's called that because from the factory, it came with lights inside the airframe. Um, I have never owned an airplane that was lit from inside or lit at all with LEDs. So that I am, yeah, I want more. Yeah. Like I really enjoyed that airplane. Yeah. Like I want one of those. So, you know. There, there's one left, I think, and there, there, it's an older airplane. They don't make them anymore. Not that old, by the way, like 2016, 16, so yeah. five or six years um, old. But the, I found one in stock at a place in Belgium, but I can't afford the shipping <laughs> to get it here. The, so shipping, if anybody, the yeah. shipping is three times more than I paid for the airplane, <laughs> yeah, by the way. It really is. And that's um, fully done, ready to go. Oh, yeah. I yeah, just had to add to my fly. gear. Yeah. So I'm, it's a very cool gear, I mean radio gear. So it had servos, had speed controller, had the motor and all that stuff. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, like you were going to say, if anybody has one they want to get rid of, Flightwork Shiny, Tom wants yeah, one. Yeah, I would love to Reach have out. one. I think they're really cool. They are awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, you flew it too, so yeah. we'll, we'll get to we'll that get a little bit. Um, and then, okay, so I get so confused with timing. So last week now, from when this comes out, uh, we had uh, Jim was uh, one of our guests that was on. He talked a lot about soaring and mm-hmm. gliders and that kind of stuff. I had never heard of Stevens Arrow before, um, but I ended up coming home with a Stevens Arrow, or Stevens Arrow uh, HEMG2, which the HE stands for helium, I guess just because it's supposed to be lighter than air, perhaps, anyway. Um, it's actually a cool four-channel, I guess, technically, but... It's got a, an air brake, which I don't like. I've got to learn how to use that. <laughs> um, but so it's just rudder and elevator. There's no ailerons. Uh, and it's powered glider. Yeah. So if you don't know what it looks like, it's a powered glider. I mean, I don't know really how else yeah, to describe it. I mean, it. if you know what a Goldberg gentle lady looks like, it's uh, like that with a motor in the front kind of. Sort of. Yeah. It's like the wing, instead of being like a, a gradual taper, is just uh, – it has – well, no, it just has dihedral on just the wing tips. Like, what is that? About the last 14 inches, maybe 15 inches of each wing tips yeah. goes up at a 15, 20 degree angle. I don't know. Um, the main part of the wing is flat. Mm-hmm. And then the cool part is the wing tips are only held on by magnets and then a, a small, uh, not wing tube, but a, spall, spar. a small spar or, that goes between yeah. the two of them. Dihedral brace. And yeah. it... It's magnetically holds on, it yeah. comes off and on very easily. Easy to it's store. A very, it's a really cool airplane. It's a very small for the for the wingspan for the size of the actual airplane. It's very small. Right. Um, I'm I'm very excited about. So that. yeah, Jim uh, Jim put a bug in our ear about uh, soaring. So now we have some airplanes to, or well, you have some airplanes to soar with. <laughs> Funny how you say that. Um, I'll, I'll, we'll bring that up later. You forgot when we talked about our number. You forgot an mm, airplane. I did. Um, but anyway, so the last airplane I came home with um, is another one I have wanted for a very, very long time because they are so ugly yet cool looking. It's a lazy bee, but I don't know what it is. Yeah, so we can't, we can't really place the manufacturer on yeah, this one. This no one has square clue. windows. Yeah, and it's a like when you look at it. The windows are molded in. So mm-hmm. it's not like this is just something to where somebody made it but changed the design of it. Like yeah. 
it's a, a molded window, and the actual uh, uh, formers look like they're die cut. Yeah. So it looks like a kit, or I don't necessarily think ARF, but yeah. it looks like a kit to me the it way it's like been a kit put to together. Me also. Um, but it has square windows, which the traditional Lazy Bee, if you look at every one of them, at least that I saw online, mm -hmm. they all have round windows. Yeah. So if you have any clue on what that would be, reach out and let us know, because I'm curious. Um, but it already is electric. It's got a big AXI, AXI motor on it, yeah. um, which is awesome. It has been crashed, but not bad. It's easily, an easy fix. Easily fixable. Yep. I will probably tear into it farther than I have to. Only because when you look underneath, the way they uh, balanced it is they literally epoxied bolts and washers, like big, like half-inch bolts that are three or four inches long underneath the firewall. Mm -hmm. So that's going to have to all come out and be redone. But that's easy. I mean, that's not all that big of a deal. Yep. Um, so yeah, I mean, I'm super excited about the, yeah. the stuff we came home with. And there's a lot more, but we're not going to get into the boring part of describing every single yeah, little thing. little bits and pieces. But yeah, it was, uh, all in all, uh, it was a very enjoyable trip. Yeah. I found that uh, anything that I could have wanted was there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like there wasn't, I didn't come home thinking, man, I wish I would have seen this there. I didn't see that there. Yeah. Because there was a little bit of everything. So any regrets? Like anything at all after everything that went on? No, not for me. Um like I said, I, I went in with the expectation that this is a swap meet and there's no guarantees what you're going to find at a swap meet. And on all fronts, um, I mean, I was super, super satisfied uh, with, uh, you know, with the show. The attendance probably could have been better. Uh, yeah. ho hopefully they, you know, made enough to be able to, to continue Do it again next this. year. Um, but no, I have no regrets at all. I had a, I had a really, really good time. My only regret. So we bought servos. <laughs> oh, jeez. My only regret is the people we bought the servos off of did not bring more. So we're talking to you, buddy, RC. Oh, I wasn't going to call him out on that. Oh, we don't no, very, very nice people. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm just teasing, by the when way. We, so I bought some the first day because I wasn't sure about, you know. To be fair, uh -huh. they probably weren't expecting guys like us to show up and want to buy 50 servos. Well, at a time, I wasn't going to buy that many. Well, between the two of us, we would have bought more than that. You're Probably. right. Um, so anyway, so I the first day I bought ten because yep. they had a really good deal on these Metal Gear. I mean, like all yeah. Metal Gear servos. Yeah, they're MPI servos. They're good quality servos. Mm -hmm. And so, and they're all Metal Gear, by the way. Yeah, everything, every gear, like even the metal. first gear is metal. I took one apart, and to it's in a bearing too. And it, yeah, yeah, they're good quality servos. So anyway, the first day I bought ten of them. And then we got back to the uh, the hotel room, and you checked them all out. On, and like I said, we, we hooked everything up, and they all worked fine. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, I need to buy more of those. So when we walked in the next day, I went up, and I asked them, I was like, hey, how many of these do you have? And they're like, oh, we have plenty of them. Yeah, Don't worry, we boxes. have a ton of them. Yeah. yeah. Cool. So so there was no pressure. We're like, okay, well, we'll come back. On the way out, I'm going to see how much money I have, and I'm going to give you the rest of it, which didn't happen that way. So then when we first... Or when we circled back around, Dave was there, mm -hmm. you were there, his brother was there, and I was there. Mm -hmm. I figured they have a ton. I'm not even going to say anything about how many I want yet, even though I was planning on buying 25 more, if not more. Um, yeah, so you bought your 12. Mm -hmm. I don't remember how many Dave ended up I think, buying. I think Dave... Was and, it six? Uh, yeah, I think they got six, yeah. 
That left me with two. Yeah, that was all they had left. They only two. had two left. Yeah. So I ended up going home with 12 servos. Same as you, by the way. When yeah. I, I don't feel bad about that at all. When I am the, the one that don't have servos, you have so many servos already. Well, they're all used servos, yeah. They are. And some but of them don't work, as you That you tried out. to give me, yeah. But no, it's okay. So if they would have had more, I think that would have been awesome. Yeah. Um, but it's okay. I, it's okay. I, I called them out, it's but fine. they they were really really friendly, and they were absolutely. You know, they wish they had brought more, but yeah, so did it I. is what it is. But we did also buy some six gram servos. Yeah, I thought we got a pretty good deal on. You I think I ended up buying what eight of those. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll have to try those too and see how they go. Yep. Um, but that's like that's all I can think of. Right that's off your only regret that I, I regret, and that's not a not regret getting... of mine. It's <laughs> well, a regret that of. they didn't bring as much. Well, you regret that you weren't able to buy as many as you wanted. But I wouldn't have wanted to take them from you guys. So I'm glad you guys got what you needed and what you wanted. But I regret the fact that when you guys purchased everything you wanted, I was not able to go up and say, all right, I want this many. And they just gave me two. You know, that's okay. We'll deal. Sometimes being told no it's a good thing because then you had money to spend on something else well i still i went home with money by the way well so that's true i could have gone home with zero like you did (laughs) which would have been ideal yeah um so okay if we go back next year or if anybody else wants to go back next year yeah we learned a few things we did yeah we've got some good gouge for you see now ron doesn't know what gout like maybe that's a military only thing because i i threw that at you over the weekend and you're like what what are you talking about so gouge, like I've got the gouge on this test or to me, that's like inside information. That's, you know, when you're in the military and you've got gouge on something, then you've got some good intel. So why we've got some good intel for you guys. I was going to say, why don't you just say we have some good information? Because gouge is only one syllable and good information is like five or six syllables or whatever that is. Five. Five. There but you that's go. okay. So the good information, because I'm not going to say that, that just okay. sounds weird. Um, first off. This is a tip from Brian. Yeah. Park in the basement of the Seagate Center. Yeah. Oh, my gosh, did that make it easier. Yeah, yeah. Like, when we first walked in in the morning, we had to walk a good distance. Well, yeah, because we had to park across the street in the parking garage. Well, I shouldn't say had to. That's we where did, we parked. Because we, we didn't, didn't know, know. better. Yeah. Um, and we were on the sixth story, so we had to take elevators, you know, and it was, it was, it was a pain. Like when I walked in to the actual, the the swap meet into the Seagate Center, when I opened those doors, I was not in the mood to buy anything. Like just knowing the whole, okay, any airplane I buy, I can't carry it. So as soon as I buy this, we have to make the 10 minute trip to the car and back. And I just, yeah, I was not looking forward to that. Yeah. However, when Brian said you should park in the basement, that changed everything. It did. That changed so much. That was a so game much. changer. Because the first thing we bought, we took out to the car, and then we drove into that basement, and literally, I would say we were probably, in walking distance, probably 150 feet from our car. Yeah. You walked you, out of the Seagate Center, yeah. out of the main, you know, the main area where it was. You went down either a flight of stairs or an elevator, and then walked 150 feet at most, and we were at the car. Yep. The second day, we were even closer, uh, thirty feet away <laughs> yeah. from you know the door yeah. to get in. So yeah, so if if the, it was perfect, yeah, if the event is held at the Seagate Center again, mm-hmm. and you go, 
park. Yeah, do yourself a favor. In the basement. And the and the and the cost was the difference between parking across the street and in the basement was, in my opinion, negligible. It was it was five bucks, I think, across the street, and it was like seven dollars in the basement by the yeah, end of the day. All day. So so very much worth yeah. it. Park in the basement. Uh bring more cash. <laughs> bring more than you're comfortable spending because you will want to spend it and you will spend it. Well the thing is like especially like if you if you need servos or if you need hardware or if you you know, it really just kind of makes sense if you're if you're gonna be you know, if you're gonna build a lot of airplanes or if you're mm-hmm. gonna be in the hobby while it makes sense to stock up on things that you use a lot of. Receivers, if you can find good deals on receivers. That way you're not pulling out of one plane to put into another. So yeah. it sounds terrible. Take more <laughs> cash. But the deals, some of the deals there are so good that you, you may regret not having more to to take advantage of those deals. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I what I took, I think for me, ended up being the perfect amount. Because I yeah. didn't I didn't feel like I needed more and I didn't feel like there was stuff I was leaving on the table because I didn't have the money for it. Yeah. Does that make does that make does. sense? Yeah. And um, I feel the same way. Like the, the amount I took and had access to was was just right for me. Which was less than what you had well, access to. But what I was gonna say though. Not everybody has the same. However, know. had there been three extra airplanes that I wanted to buy. We then out of room anyway. things things would have changed. Well, we'd have made a fit. <laughs> we would have figured a way. I mean, okay. life finds a way, right? I yeah, mean, we, true. we'll figure it out. Um, but don't waffle on things. Like yeah. if you find something you want, pick it up and buy it. Now, if you're not sure, that's fine. Wait. The price might be cheaper later. Yeah. Like when we went by the, uh, uh, the uh, Steven Zero glider, I saw that the first day. I thought their price was ridiculously high. It was weird too. It was like an yeah. odd, really odd number. Like it was, uh, well, like two hundred and thirty-eight dollars and forty-two cents. I mean, like they, they. No, it was literally that that odd. Yeah, like, and they had it printed on a you know a piece of paper, and it was printed and then highlighted. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I didn't really understand. Yeah, I don't understand. So I didn't price. buy anything from from that. Well, guy. I didn't either because I thought everything Especially, was yeah. overpriced. Right. Um. Except walking through, so I'll say, walking through the next day, this was Saturday, I was looking at it as I went by and the guy came up, he's like, tell you what, you can take it home for a hundred bucks. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, okay, here you go. Like, yeah. we don't even need to talk about it anymore. Right. So I, I, I didn't even offer him any less. Maybe I should have, but I was happy with that. So if I'm happy and he's no, happy. Yeah, that's a good airplane. I think that's a good deal. That, yeah. But I'm, I'm just, I don't understand the pricing structure of some people. How do you feel, by the way, about the prices there? Do you think... Honestly, the, so and and you'll find this I think at every swap meet. You know, there there are guys there that that want like new prices for stuff, and then there are guys there who understand that they're not going to get new prices for stuff. Um, so, all in all, I'd say most of the pricing was, if it wasn't fair, it was at least negotiable. You know, g- guys mm-hmm. were at least willing to sort of go back and forth. But there was a few places where the the prices were so outrageous it didn't even prompt a a, a conversation a conversation because yeah. they were just so out of line, in my opinion. But overall, I was happy with the prices that I paid. Now I will admit we found one thing there that we found at Brian's shop the exact same ARF. Yes, the price Brian had on his was three times less than they were asking there. 
Yeah. I mean, the, the price on the kit up at that show was three times more than we saw it for at Brian's shop. Exactly. So some are a hit, some are a miss. Exactly. I mean, like like I said, yeah. you just don't know who is selling stuff. But yeah. I thought, for the most part, prices were decent. Yeah, especially on pre-built airplanes. Yeah. I felt like, you know, um, like the deal I got on the little blue plane was crazy. <laughs> yeah. You know? Um, so I guess the way I look at it is if I was to build an airplane— and pay for the covering, especially if it's a kit that you got to do, and pay for the electronics, and pay for the servos, pay for all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. You cannot go wrong with some of the prices we came across. Absolutely. And I feel that way about every airplane I bought. Me too. Like, I think every airplane I bought literally was about the cost of the motor that was on it brand new. Yeah, that's... Maybe a little bit more. Maybe but a little bit. not speed controller, right. just the motor. Yeah. So just buying the motor. Right. And, I'm not, and the ones you bought were pretty much all ready to go. Oh, yeah. Minus I mean, like, a receiver maybe and battery. None of them came with a receiver. Well, one did, but I told the guy to take it out because it wasn't what I flew with, so he was happy to keep that and knock a few bucks off. Um, but, yeah, battery and receiver is all these airplanes needed. And the price, like I said, when we looked up prices of the motors, especially like that night when we got there, I was floored with how expensive some of those were. Well, because we're, you know. We're, I'm used to the cheap stuff. We're cheap. Yeah. And we, yeah. Inexpensive. So, How's that? Inexpensive. I like it. Um, but no, all in all, I, I, I'm, I'm quite pleased with the, the pricing overall. Yeah. Uh, with a few exceptions. And then the last thing that we might do next year just to be different, um, even if you're not going to sell anything, Buy a table so you have the storage area under <laughs> yeah. and behind it yeah. for airplanes that you're buying. Yeah. Like, especially like, you know, we went together. Mm-hmm. And so it would have been handy um, to have a place to stage our purchases <laughs> so we weren't making constant trips out to the car and stuff. Yeah. Um, especially if you have to park far away like we did right. at the beginning. Exactly. Um, whoops. It wasn't all that important, really. It wasn't terrible to make that trip, but we made that trip more often than we should have. Yeah. And I think we carried stuff longer than we needed to. Probably. I actually felt bad because I had a heavy bag. Like, after I bought all my fasteners and stuff, <laughs> that was a heavy bag. Yes. Somehow, I handed it to Dave's brother. I remember doing that to look at something, and then I completely forgot about it. And it was like an hour <laughs> later, he's like, here, you want this back? And I was like oh, my God, I'm so sorry. Like, he's carrying this heavy bag for me that yeah. I completely forgot about. And we'd made trips out to the car before While that. he was carrying so, the bag. So, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm... Sorry, I, Daniel. Yeah, my bad. Um, but, yeah, so that was that was our trip. I mean, it was two nights. I had a lot of fun. Six and a half hour drive there, give or take. Same coming back. Yep. And next year, I think, will be even better. So... Cool. Um, a couple other things we're going to get to really quick. Uh, yeah, we'll get we'll get more in depth in this maybe uh, in our next episode or one later on down the line. But my wife Lori, mm-hmm. she has expressed interest mm-hmm. in building an ARF. That's awesome. So yeah, we'll talk about that eventually. But that was the the impetus behind buying. Yeah, yeah. I mentioned it. Yeah, when I with the stick uh, was uh, what I think we're gonna we're gonna have her put together. I think. And if not that, then maybe something else. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm really excited. She seems to be really excited about she it. She says so, she is. Um, so, so yeah, we'll is... do a little build log or something, you know, when we figure out what we're gonna do. But yeah, we'll do something on the on the website and stuff, just kind of get her. We'll have Ron talking about her building experience, but it will be a new person that's never done anything like this before, right? Coming at it from 
the perspective of yeah. I don't know what I'm doing, but let's find out. And at yeah. least I have somebody here that knows what they're yeah. doing. She does have the advantage or disadvantage, maybe, of living with me for the last <laughs> 30 plus years and watching me do these things. So some of these things she may have a little uh, head start on on somebody that has never done it before. But yeah, how all much, in all. How much do you think she actually watched, though? Sorry. To be fair, to be uh, fair. she... She knows a fair amount. Okay. Like it, maybe not with the physical putting stuff together, but like she knows what a rudder is. She knows what a CA hinge is. She knows how to install them. Like maybe not actually physically, but she knows the process. So she, just because, you know, she's watched me do it yeah. over the, you know, many years we've been together. So Well, that should be fun though. I'm looking <clears throat> forward so. to that whole yeah, thing. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually, I'm actually really excited about it too because... <laughs> Couldn't get the kids involved, so why not, you know, try to get the wife? That reminds me, by the way. So we went to the field. Um, Piper wanted to come with us when we went to the field on Sunday. So we went to the field. We flew some stuff. Uh, I flew new stuff. Yep. You crashed some of my old stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks. Well, you know, it wasn't your fault. Nothing's ever is, I guess. When it, when it, it sounded bad when I said that, I realized. <laughs> but it's but okay. this one really was not. It your makes fault. for a good story. Um, we'll tell the story then, really quick, and then we'll get into the yeah. Other. So the little blue and yellow plane that we got uh, that has the foam wing and the built-up fuselage uh, from Brian, you know, some time ago as a freebie. Hey guys, you're leaving. Take this with you. Mm-hmm. Um, you actually converted it to electric, had it ready to fly. Uh, so we attempted to fly it, took off, and had an ex- uh, had an issue with the receiver. And uh, crashed it. And yet, I crashed it. And yet another Spectrum receiver. Um, I know this could have been on me. So I'm not sure. I don't like. I, I don't. I know. don't know either. If if anybody knows more about setting this stuff up, please reach out to me and let me know. Because um, so it was an AR five thousand. I or an AR, I'm sorry, AR five hundred in that. Um, so it was the older DSM two, I think. So it has the one short. Uh, antenna, and then it has the one longer antenna that comes out of both sides. Now, that's a small plane. It is. There's not a lot of room in there for really anything. So when I installed the receiver, the long antenna is running down into the fuselage and up by the receiver, probably about an inch and a half or two inches away, uh, is the servo that goes back to control. I don't know if that one is the rudder or elevator. It doesn't matter. But it runs right next to one of those servos. I don't know if it got noise from that. Well, but so, yeah, what, like, upon the, as walking up to the crash. The post-mortem. The post-mortem. Like, it was, it was still on, obviously, you know, because mm-hmm. the battery had not come unplugged. The receiver was flashing a solid, or I'm sorry, a singular red LED. Now, Spectrum receivers have, some of them have, well, all of them have orange LEDs, you know. For the power, to, to yeah. power, yeah, and show you the indication of binding and all that. But that some of them also have a red LED, and the red LED in this receiver was flashing once. Once. Yeah, yeah. which means it had a hold, um, which means it was not necessarily a, a brownout, so it wasn't power-related, but yeah. it lost signal. I for th- some reason. I think it was, it's like 35 frames or something is when you actually get that light. Now, it was a lot longer than that because watching the video, it was probably a good three, four, five seconds where you, I mean, you pretty much straight out said, I have yeah, nothing. I had no control. And you just had nothing. I mean, mm-hmm. like the, the, it's not like it even went down to zero RPM. So it's mm-hmm. not like it went, I, I, I just, I don't know. I don't know what happened. Um, so I don't know, like I said, if it has something to do with the way I had that antenna ran or what. 
that makes me very nervous, though. Absolutely. Because that's how, that's the exact same setup as in this little chipmunk. It's the, you know, the two antennas, the short ones going towards the front. Because I didn't want to put them up by the uh, uh, speed controller. Mm-hmm. I figured that was going to have more noise around it than a servo. Maybe I'm wrong. Um, and anyway, so in the chipmunk that I haven't flown yet, it's the same thing to where the longer antenna is running into the fuselage and it's down next to that servo. So I'm going to have to do some reading before I fly that and see, you yeah. know, exactly what's going on. Is this on. one of the new receivers you bought? No. That's one I've had for quite a while. That's yeah. you know I've never had a problem with the before. It's flown right. before. I don't remember what it was in though. But yeah, weird. It is once weird. again another spectrum problem. Yeah, and I hate that. Maybe <laughs> maybe I should just start flying with orange lemons. and lemons and maybe. all that kind of stuff. Um, but we had fun though. Other than that, that was that was literally a forty five second issue that did not even rain on our parade. So that plane, by the way, is completely fixable. Oh yeah. Um, the fuselage had nothing wrong with it. Nope. And the foam wing, perfectly clean break right in the middle. Yep. So that can get fixed. And it broke your favorite propeller. Well, yeah, I forgot about that. That was a really cool old wooden, like, seven-inch propeller. I don't remember who it was. Um, but that's okay. We can change it to something else. Uh, so that one will fly again. Mm-hmm. I would like to fly it. So I will fly it next time before I let you, just Thank in you. case. Yes. <laughs> just I appreciate so I that. Can say I've flown it. Um, but we did get out there, like I said, and I was able to fly the Flightwork Shiny, as much as I don't like saying that. What a cool airplane. That is so much fun. What a terrible name for such a cool airplane. But it makes sense because it, <laughs> it, it's it shiny. You know, it shines. It's, it's a really cool, fun little airplane. It really is. It's hard to find. Yeah. Um, it's not fast. has a foldable no. prop because there's no gear on it. Right. So I was thinking, like I wasn't sure, looking at the design of it, I wasn't sure if it was going to be fast. Because it looks like it could it be fast. It looks like it would be fast, yeah. And then I wasn't sure if it was going to be slow because it had the foldable prop. So I thought, well, maybe it's more of like, you know, maybe it's light enough to where it's going to glide well and all that kind of stuff. Neither one. Mm-hmm. So it's a, a slowish to medium speed airplane that has the foldable prop because there's no gear. So this is a balsa airplane, built up balsa airplane yep. with no landing gear. I don't like that, but I do like the airplane. So it's yeah. pretty cool. No rudder either, by the way. No. No. It's a solid takes, rudder. Takes some getting used to. Yeah, it's but it flies, harder to fly. It flies great. Way. I yeah. mean, you let me fly it, and I didn't crash it, so that's good. <laughs> no, and we, I mean, like <laughs> I said, I think that's going to be one that will get flown a lot at dark, hopefully. More so towards the yeah, evening. especially. Yeah. I mean, that thing will be easy to fly here, even I think. I don't know. We'll we'll see. Yeah. I mean, in the daylight, yes, but I, there's still trees around that I'm not comfortable with flying at night uh, here. But no, I think that would be fun. Night flying, I think, would be fun to get into. You know, we've mm-hmm. we've had people we've talked to before that have done that and said LEDs and planes are fun. I've seen pictures and stuff, and it's it's really cool. Like I've never had it before, so this is another one of those new things that now I'm trying to figure what else can we put LEDs in and have fun with because it's just so cool. It is really cool. Um, and then I also flew the the Stevens Arrow that HEMG two that. Mm-hmm. It might have been a little too windy for me. Um, well, having never flown a glider before, too. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's it's Had it been straight up and down the runway, it would have been better. But Yeah, that would have been different. So I probably flew that for 10 to 12-ish minutes on the, on the battery that I had in there. Uh, it's only a two-cell, by the way, two-cell 2200. So it's not like it's overpowered. This is a very gentle-type airplane. Um, once, like... 
I flew it around for just a couple minutes, kind of see what it was like. And then I thought, okay, now I'm going to try to land it because you always want to kind of learn how these things land before you have to land. Glad I did. Mm -hmm. It took me forever to actually (laughs) get it to come in. So first off, obviously it's a glider. It doesn't like to, you know, actually come out of the air. And with a little bit of a crosswind, it kept wanting to turn, well, crosswind with no ailerons was, I think, what really got me. I'm not used to not having the aileron control because if it's a little bit windy, you can always crab in. You know, you can kind of control your attitude very well with ailerons and with rudder. Without the ailerons, you're at the mercy of the wind trying to come in 15 degrees, I think, probably towards the runway is kind of how we had to make it because of the wind. Yeah. It took several passes, (laughs) and I think it was a good probably eight or nine minutes until I was able to actually get it to land. Mm -hmm. But you nailed it. Well, after 10 tries, yeah. But uh, it's it's going to be a fun airplane. I'm looking forward to spending a lot more time with them, honestly. Yeah. So. Yeah. I I flew, uh, I checked three off my to-fly this year list. So, yeah, yeah, it was a good, overall, it was a good day except for the crash and the little blue and yellow thing. Well, I Which guess I'm you, sad about, you flew that, so I guess I that's did. four. It, it did fly, but... Yeah, so you got four on that. Well, that one's yours. Well, true, but that's <laughs> another one that flew, though. True. Um, you actually took out the old uh, Sky Bolt that you got off of me. I did, yeah. And that's the first what time that's been flown in like airplane. eight years, I yeah. think. Really happy with how that flies. It I, could use more power, but... Yeah. Well, okay. if, if you ever decide to replace that, I might be interested in the engine on it. I might buy it off of you. Yeah, we'll see. Unless you want to keep it for something else. We'll see. I like small gas engines. Um, but no, that was a, a great flying airplane. I enjoyed watching that one fly more so than owning it. I'm just not <laughs> a huge fan of the biplanes. Like I watched you put it together and I thought, I don't miss that. Oh, and really? that's not even a hard one. No, I, I had that it together in like difficult. five minutes. Yeah. It was really easy to put together. The I way think it's it's the top cabanes that I don't like where they come off the fuselage yeah, I could see and you that. have to run the, the bolts through and it's a small, tiny little washer and then nut you got to get on there and it's a lock nut so it doesn't come off and you got to try and get your tools up there. I don't know. Yes, I'm being whiny. I understand. <laughs> um, I didn't say anything. I could tell by the look on your face. Uh, um but that just, like I said, it, it was fun to see it fly again, but it was not something that I miss owning, if that makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense. So, and I enjoyed you, flying it, so well, I'm glad I own it now. I hope to see it more often. You will. Um, I think I'm going to recover it, if it eventually. Yeah. Um, but I'll, I'll cover it exactly the like same, yeah, just same nicer. colors, same everything, just newer. Yeah. Yeah, because, you know, that, that covering, over, you know, that whatever it was that, I don't think that's genuine monocoat, even though that was a Great Plains ARF. Um, it peels up and you know how it is when, when it starts peeling up and yeah. then it gets, you know, oil under it, it peels more and then you can't get it to stick back down. It's just that sort That's of thing. That's pretty much exactly how it looked when I got it. Yeah. I mean, like it was not a, a beautiful plane then. Right. I just was excited because it was, well, like another airplane. I think that was probably like my number five. Mm. It was yeah. not very far in my line of how many I had. Um, and it was a gas motor. Mm-hmm. I. Actually, you know what? That might actually have been my first gasoline airplane, looking back on it. Yeah, it could be. It probably would have been with the whole timing on everything. But anyway, but I'm glad to see it, it was gone. And then I saw you flow your, your flew your A-10, or your A-10. Yeah, my, my A-10. I want to try to motivate you to finish yours. So I thought, well, I'll get up mine out and fly it, and maybe you'll... And it, it, mine is still like it's not been put away, so it, <laughs> right. it will get done. I just have been busy with the other things that That's we just true. brought in, yeah. and it's been hectic. <clears throat> it's been hectic around here since we got home, so yeah. we'll, we will get to it. 
So, yeah. What else did you fly? You had one other one, right? Um, let's see. Oh, oh that... I flew the 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 uh, Pika yellow plane. I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head now. Uh, it escapes me. But anyway, yeah, new bearings in the engine uh, for that one. And, man, what a fun airplane that is to fly. Yeah. You don't like it, though, because it makes noise. Well, I didn't. Oh, my gosh. I'm never going to hear the end of that now, am I? No, and, and you said, it, it, okay, at a certain RPM, when it's on the on the ground or on the stand, it's not one that you stay at long, but during the transition, you can hear something inside that's just really shaky and really ucky sounding, <laughs> for lack of better words. Yeah, it's and the push rods. Yeah, yeah, you said it was the push rods yeah. that can be fixed, or it doesn't have to be fixed. I mean, it's your airplane, not mine, because I... I probably actually would that be difficult to do? No, well, I'd then, have to run tubes and things like that. Because, yeah, if that's the case, and it's not difficult because it's do it. yeah, because it's it's old school wooden you know mm-hmm. dowels for push rods. Yeah, and at certain RPMs, they get in there and they rattle and hit each other and make noise. It doesn't bother me, but you know, it does. Me. If it bothers you, I'll replace them someday. <laughs> I will. I will deal because you don't hear it when it flies. No, you only hear it when it's on the ground. And it has. And now that it now that the bearings aren't like screaming you know in the engine now that you know you can hear the airplane as it swooshes through the air mm-hmm. it makes this really awesome howling sound like I a love whistling it. Yeah, yeah it's really like cool. whistling death <laughs> sounds really cool all right is there anything else you want to talk about or can we get out here on this no one? i think we've bragged about all the stuff we bought enough these guys probably don't want to hear any more about that so yeah i'm done well cool um if you guys want to be a guest seriously we are still uh scheduling guests to reach out to us rcplanelab.com slash guest, I think, or be a guest. I don't know. rcplanelab.com, click on the link. You'll find it. Um, and, yeah, come talk to us and let us know what you like about the hobby, and it should be fun. Yeah. Yeah, it was uh, good times. We were really excited, and we were. I was not disappointed. So if you get a chance to do this next year, uh, I think we're going to. And here's the cool thing, too, about, like, having people on being guests it gets me exposed to and excited for other things that I have not done yet. Which, yeah, I like. Right? I mean, you were actually open to the idea of recording at the show, which I thought was a step in the right direction. Yeah, still nervous about that. We'll, <laughs> we'll figure it out. It's all, okay, or it's all cool. It's good. Yeah. Um, all right, well, until next time, I am Ron. And I'm Tom. Thanks for listening. Good night. Good night, guys. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the RC Plane Lab podcast. For topic suggestions, to ask questions, or to give any feedback, connect with us at rcplanelab.com or email us direct at either ron at rcplanelab.com or tom at rcplanelab.com. You can also text us or leave us a voicemail at 818-351-9846. Please subscribe, rate, and review us on your favorite podcast app. Until next time, may your landings be gentle.